Welcome to Kara's Corner, a podcast on education-related topics by Kara Berger. Today's podcast is brought to you by Adult Learning Theories, EDUC 755. Hello and welcome to this week's special edition of Kara's Corner. In today's episode, we will continue delving into topics on adult learning. I have three guests who you will meet later in the pod that are each going to share an experience of learning as an adult. And I'm going to let them do most of the talking today. My paper accompanying this podcast will go into more analysis of the different learning theories at play. And, dear listener, I have a task for you as you make your way through the episode. As each of my guests share their experiences, what adult learning theories do you notice at play? Each of my guests chose to share a positive experience. And as you listen to their stories, consider what might have made these experiences positive for them as learners. Keep these ideas in mind, and as you read the paper that goes along with this pod, I'll be curious to hear if your analysis is the same as my own. So, without further ado, let's get to my first interview. Okay, so first, I want you to introduce yourself and say how you know me. I'm Milt Berger. I am Kara Berger's dad. Okay, so dad, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm 68 years old. I'm a retired school teacher. I taught uh, high school biology and earth science, uh, mostly biology. And I retired in 2017 after being there for 44 years. All right. Okay. So, Dad, when I say the phrase learning as an adult, what comes to mind? Uh, What comes to my mind was after we bought the house we live in now, um, Grampy and I set off to build the deck. And I had never built a deck before. Grampy had a lot of experience building, but he had never built a deck before either. And so we were both kind of starting from scratch. And so this was like 30 years ago, right? 33 years ago. That's correct. And this might be hard for some people to believe, but things like YouTube weren't around then, right? Absolutely correct. No such thing at that point. And so you didn't know how to build a deck, and Grampy didn't know how to build a deck. So how did you figure out how to build a deck? Well, it was was kind of a long long learning process. Uh, First, I went around looking at other people's decks who had their decks finished. Um, I was fortunate in that. There were two people beside us and behind us having decks built for them, and their uh, builders were nice enough to talk to me about um, the foundation for deck and how the planking should go on and you know what things look good and what things don't. And the more you look at decks, the more you see things that you like and you see things that you don't like. And you also see things that are just not necessary to do. So that's where we started. Okay. So, Dad, as you said, you were a high school biology teacher. You are retired now. And what I'm curious to know is 
why did you give the example of the deck as your adult learning instead of talking about um, when you pursued your master's while you were teaching? Uh, well, the main reason I uh, chose the deck as my example is because it was something that I wanted to do as opposed to getting a master's degree, which at that point is something I more or less had to do. And to me, uh, building a deck was a lot more interesting than <laughs> you know everything I had to do in order to get the master's degree. So it was uh, a labor of love for Grampy and I, and uh, it took a while to complete, but uh, the deck is 33 years later, and the deck is still there just as good as it was the day we finished. Right. And can you tell the audience who Grampy is, just in case they don't Grampy have it quite put together? Grampy is uh, my wife Sue's father. So she is grandfather to Kara and her two siblings, Leanne and Greg. Right. But we know him as Grampy. Okay. So, Dad, we have two examples of your learning as an adult. You first talked about the example of you and Grampy building the deck. And then we briefly mentioned you pursuing your master's while you were a teacher. And you said something that I thought was interesting, which is that building the deck was something that you wanted to do versus pursuing the master's was something that you felt like you had to do. So what can you tell me about like how your motivation was different between those two experiences? Okay, well, as far as the master's degree is concerned, um, it was it is basically a continuation and, and an extension of what I learned as an undergraduate. Um, a lot of the things that uh, we went through uh, are things that I had at least a little bit of background in and knew a little bit about before we started, although I learned a lot more uh, by doing my master's degree. Um, as far as the deck was concerned, um, Grampy and I had built a shed in our first house, um, and we, uh, and I, he, he already knew, I, we learned a lot uh, by doing that, and uh, the deck was just something completely new, completely something out of my range of experience, and everything I learned was, everything I found out, everything we did was just a new experience, and it was like the best. So it was exciting because yes. it was new. Yes, that's correct. Okay. All right, Dad, thanks for taking the time to sit down with me. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave us with? No, well, always a pleasure talking to you, Kara. Stop um, it. <laughs> we're, we're both very proud of you pursuing this master's degree. I'll probably have to cut that out. <laughs> I obviously couldn't cut that out. That was like the sweetest thing ever. Okay, so I have my next guest here with me, and he's going to introduce himself. Hi, my name's Jackson. I'm Kara's boyfriend, and I've known her for five years now. Five years. Okay, so Jackson, can you share with us an example you have of learning that you have done as an adult? Well, working in a nursery, I'm always coming across new plants that I haven't seen before, want to know more about, um, want to be able to teach other people about them. So, um, yeah, whenever we get a new delivery in, I'm constantly 
going through all the tags, seeing what we've got, make a little note, then I'll come home at night and um, look them up online and, yeah, try and find out some quick facts. Maybe if it's something I'm more interested, I'll go a little bit deeper. But, um, yeah, always want to know, like, how to grow them in our area, um, where they come from originally, if they're native or non-native. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. So Jackson, what I'm curious to know is when you come home and look up plants, like you often do, is that because your boss is telling you, I want you to learn about X, Y, Z, or are you doing it out of like your own motivation? Um, the boss doesn't specifically say to go know everything that's in the nursery, but it's kind of implied. And I mean, um, when you're working with customers every day who are, always have a myriad of different questions for you, um, it's good to yeah have some knowledge of what we're working with. And um, yeah, I want to be able to help people. And it's such a big and sprawling field. Um, you're always having to research things and learn more. Uh, I don't, I think people that have been doing it their whole lives still have tons to learn if you're in, uh, if you're working in botany or horticulture. Um, so it's just a constant learning experience and it's what I love to do. So, um, yeah, I'm interested in it and, um, it's not just a job, but also kind of a hobby. Okay. So Jackson, how would you compare the type of learning you do now? Like when you look up different types of plants and flowers and things at night to like your undergraduate experience or like learning you did when you were in high school. So I feel like in high school or college, there's always kind of an end game. You're always thinking about the test at the end of the month or the paper that you have to write. And even if it is something that you're interested in and enjoy, um, I don't know if tainted is the right word, but there's always that looming like, thing in the back of your head of like, oh, I'm going to be tested on this and I have to prove that I know it. And I feel like what I do now, there isn't really any <clears throat> end game. And so it's just, it's what I'm interested in. It's a passion. And um, I'm lucky enough to have an interest that I could spend my entire life learning about and never really feel like I've finished or have completed the, the task. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's also when it's on your own time, it's maybe a little bit more enjoyable. Um, and yeah, there's not yeah, any, any sort of time restriction or anything like that. Um, yeah. All right, Jackson, thanks for coming on Kara's Corner. Anything you want to say before we head out? Thanks for having me on. It's been great talking to you, and I love you lots, Kara. All right. For this next interview, there's a little bit of static, so I just want to apologize in advance for the poor sound quality, but let's get to it. 
All right. So we have our next guest here. And would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Sue. I'm Kara's mom. Thank you, mom, for doing this for me. You're welcome. Anything for you, Kara. <laughs> okay. So, mom, we're here doing a project for my adult learning theories class. And I'm curious to know, when I talk about adult learning, what is an example that comes to mind for you? I guess I think back to when I was working. I'm not working full-time anymore. And I was trying to think about something I had to learn at work that was challenging for me. And toward the end of my career, um, I was exposed to Excel, which I never had before. And um, there were, well, Excel is just a very large program and you can use it for lots of different reasons. But I had a boss who was really very heavily into it and it seemed like it was a good thing to do to learn how to to use it and apply it to, to my job at the time. So that was one of the things that um, that I did take on did toward you, the end of my career. Did you teach yourself or did someone like how well, did you learn? you know, I tried to do that. There were because there were definitely um, tutorials and things like that. Like videos? Videos, yeah. Uh, but I found, and, and they always said that, um, if you did that, you really basically needed to put it to immediate use and I didn't have any good examples to do. So hands-on, so it was difficult to try and learn it and then go back. And I mean, I'd take a, I'd take a couple of tutorials and then I'd kind of drop it for a while. And then, um, every once in a while I go back to it and try and pick it up again. So basically, like, you were learning things, but because you couldn't immediately apply them, right. like, they were kind of just falling off. Right, right. And, I mean, that's a program that has wide applications for whatever. I mean, I was in the travel industry, and what um, – yeah, there's just a lot of reasons you can use it or a lot of right. applications. So I, you know, until I really needed to do something with it and take it seriously, I, yeah. Good. Okay, so mom, I think your Excel example is really interesting. So you say that your boss was really interested in it and thought that there was a lot that you could do with it. So with learning the program, was this something that came directly from him, like him telling you, I want you to learn Excel? Or was it more you like taking initiative and saying, okay, well, my boss thinks this is a good idea. I'm going to try and learn as much as I can about it. Um, I think it was kind of a combination of both because I was lucky enough to have a boss who was willing to share his knowledge and and offered um, to conduct like webinars. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, he set aside some time. His use of it, he used it for what you know, I, would, I would consider the typical use, which was um, charting and facts and figures. And, you know, um, he just... Uh, he had a very specific mathematical reason, but he also told us you can do anything with Excel. You can make it, you know, Excel is your friend. And he was very, um, I found most of us found Excel to be intimidating. And he really took out the intimidation factor by offering, um, you know, to, to have these um, webinars with our peers. So, and most of the people that were involved in it were admittedly very, not you know very much novices maybe it had a little bit of experience but he was able to really i'm going to say dumb it down and and apply it and give us applications for um you know our specific needs that made it more interesting and actually 
you know, just more applicable and, and, and I kind of gave you the incentive to keep, keep up with it. And that's the way he, and it was very successful because as I said, he had a very unique way of teaching. He never made anybody feel like they were, um, uh, I want to use that they were inadequate because Mm -hmm. they, they weren't catching on right away. He did a lot of question and answer. He did a lot of examples. He let people, come forward and try it and so you had like a very varied approach to like how to teach you how to use this right good so you've talked about how your boss kind of like set the tone for learning excel um overall would you say his approach had a positive or a negative effect it was very positive and and i think not just for the people who tried it initially but eventually word spread that you know should definitely sign up for Dennis's class. Not only was, you know, we learning things, but he made it fun and he, and then he, as you said, he gave practical applications and, um, and, uh, you know, for us, it was an enrichment experience. And for him, it was, I mean, it was helpful for him too, because we eventually started using it for the reasons that he thought, um, you know, would be applicable to our jobs. And um, yeah. And I think people, as they took the class and then, tried on their own that it gave a you know it gave you a a feeling of success too of being able to master something that previously had been a very hard concept to to not only master but to apply to um, you know to our jobs mom thanks for sitting down with me i appreciate it do you have anything you want to say in closing i guess this this topic just made me think of what, what can you learn when you're older and, and what have I learned? And I had to stop and think and I mean, older, that's one but thing. young at heart, you know, you can always teach an old dog new tricks. Right. You know, so, uh, yeah. And that, that, yeah, that, that, that it is possible to do that, to learn something new, but you know, so much dependent on, on the approach and, uh, and feeling invested in it and, getting that feeling across from the teacher to the learner. All right. Thanks, Mom. Sure. After having spent the last few weeks diving deep into adult learning theories, it was super interesting for me to have a chance to talk to people close to me about their experience learning as an adult. I think that in the examples that my mom, my dad, and Jackson shared, there were some really obvious connections to adult learning theories that we have been talking about in this class, particularly andragogy and self-directed learning. Another just interesting aside was that all of my guests pushed back a little when I asked them to recall an adult learning experience, each of them saying that it had been so long since they've been in school. Their examples show that they have obviously learned things since they've been in school, whether that was 10 years ago or 50 years ago. I mention this because this gets at a central idea of adult learning, which is that much of it is informal or non-formal. My mom, my dad, and Jackson all shared experiences that were outside of formal education, yet very much encompass the principles of adult learning. And this about wraps up our special episode of Kara's Corner. 
Now that you have listened to each of these stories, I'd like you to read the paper that goes along with this pod for a deeper analysis. Thanks, as always, for tuning in.